This is Talk Freight. Talk Freight. And this is Craig Bliss. What is up, everybody? It is Craig. Today's Monday, so of course that means it's time for another Make More Money Monday sponsored by truckstop.com. And now, you know, with this pandemic shenanigans, you know, it's kind of hard to believe that it's almost or basically is the end of April. (laughs) It's, you know, this whole year, you know, 2020, I should say this first part of the year rather, um, is going rather quick. And like I said, I think it's mainly because uh, of all the shenanigans that we have going on right here, um, you know, with everything being closed down. You would think that time will kind of go by slower, um, but as it turns out, I swear, I feel like it's going, you know, faster. So anyways, that's why today, um, you know, since we have a lot of time left in the industry, since things are still, you know, not rocking and rolling as it should be, especially out in the freight world, um, if you guys are in it, you know what I mean? I thought this would be a great time to hop on board and talk about shippers because right now a lot of us have a lot of time, um, you know, to be figuring out what we're doing. You know, that's whether if you're parking your truck, you definitely have time to figure out, you know, the road ahead once you get going. If you're still out on the road, this is also a great time to optimize your operation. Think about tips, tricks, and all that jazz for when, you know, the economy opens up, back up, the market's good to go again. Um, you guys will be ready for it because, you know, it's my hope, it's my opinion, rather, um, that the market will shoot back up, you know, especially with after all this pandemic crap, economy opens up. Um, it should, at least, like I said, that is my hope. So for tonight on this Make More Money Monday episode, I wanted to bring on a longtime group member as well as a frequent uh, a frequent flyer, let's call him, a frequent um, person on this show, Corey from Bunker Hill Trucking out of Louisiana. He's going to come on you know, tonight to talk about shipper freight. I like talking with him, especially on our Talk Freight or Make More Money show, um, because he's a trucking company with an agency model built into it. You know, he has a bro- the brokerage there. Uh, the brokerage arm within his trucking company. So that is great because if you want to talk about shippers, well, that's a great person to speak to about it, especially since he has a trucking company. Um, I think a lot of a lot of people can relate. So I'm going to go ahead and bring him up on the stream here. He's going to pop up in a couple seconds and he's going to introduce himself for the people who don't know Corey. Corey, what's going on? Hey, how's it going, everybody? Hey, what's going on with great you, Corey? Be been, well, it's been, what, a month? <laughs> since you've yeah, been on there <laughs> a, a long month i know right yeah i'm glad you're able to come back on here how's uh, louisiana treating you there uh it's it's doing good as long as you stay inside you know we were one of the first i think to get the quarantine or to get the stay at home order oh got and, it um for us it's been we we calculated this morning i think it's been almost i want to say seven weeks i know it feels like seven right. weeks it might be six but it feels like seven it feels like ten yeah. uh it wouldn't be so bad if the schools were open, but yeah, the little ones at home makes it for a long day for I everyone. Bet. I bet. See, at least here in Illinois, I don't have kids, of course, but I have a ton of nieces and nephews. But here in Illinois, they shut down the school to the end of the year, which is basically a couple more months. Um, so I know everybody here is going nuts, which I'm sure you can relate to that as well. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Game changer. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Hey, I wanted to ask before we get started here, I was just reading on the FreightBrokerLive.com website. Um, about there's like a hundred trucks or show or so shutting down the Houston roadways. Have you heard anything about that? No, I have not. I, I, it's news to me. Yeah, it's, it's news to me too. I was just kind of glancing at it. I don't know much about it. You know, I haven't read anything in the groups. Um, Freight Broker Live, who is Stephen Oatley here, 
Um, he's saying not, you know, not much information about this because a lot of it in Spanish, but I don't know if you heard anything down in that Houston. Shutting down the roadway, it is saying the protest cheap rates and freight broker transparency. No idea okay. there. <laughs> oh, I think it's a bad approach a to the problem, but that, that's my opinion. Yeah, uh, yeah, Lori knows what that approach. is. Like I was going to say, I haven't heard about it. You know, I happen to have the group freight brokers and truck drivers. I haven't heard anything about it. So I thought that was a little bit close to you. Maybe you have heard, you know, something no. would be very fine. No, no, Good I deal. would say there's a very different approach to take. <laughs> that, that would be much more fruitful for this guy. <laughs> yeah, that's for definitely a different show, but I, I can definitely agree with you there. I got to ask, you know, as we get started here, since the last time we spoke, how have your asset trucks been? How's your trucking side um, been there? I would say just like everyone, we're taking a hit. Uh, yeah. Things have changed. Oh, for you know, sure. We've went from, I would say the reefers have went from an average of about 6,500 a week to closer to five or 5,200 a week. Got it. These guys are running pretty much seven days. Yeah. Uh, so it's not a, it's not a Monday through Friday situation. They're staying out over the weekend. For sure. Two, two weekends in a row, go home the third week. So these guys are out there, you know, 15, 18 days right um so we're definitely feeling it um and, and where we're feeling it is it's it's a line of direct freight and then it's a, a broker load to connect you to the next load right well that broker load that rate on that broker load has fallen off big time and, or the load's not available at all sure the load you need to connect you is just not available you can't right find that it. makes sense yeah so, so it definitely sounds like, you know, your drivers now from the last time we spoke kind of running, um, running more, but sounds like for, you know, less money, as you said, running at, you know, above six. Now we're barely around five a week. Um, and I forgot you run the reefers. I forgot about that. So you do have yes, those sir. reefer units there. Um, how many power units do you have there? How many trucks do you uh, have? Just four running oh, four. four. Good deal. But yeah, yes, even, sir. you know, with four, you know, the, as I say, the little guy definitely those are the ones in my opinion you know i believe are the ones feeling it the most and now you were mentioning direct freight or broker freight what's your opinion so far are you noticing with working with shippers them asking you to lower your rate or are you noticing with brokers them asking you to lower your rate uh well yes and no uh yes the of course the brokers are asking you to lower your rate with that said, though, there's some you, you're working with on a regular basis. Nothing's changed. Right. Same thing for the customer. There's some customers where nothing's changed since 17. Right. Uh, okay. And um, and there's other customers who are taking advantage of this. There's also right. I, I, some of my customers, I'm seeing some orders. They're only rolling because the freight is cheap. Got the, it. If there was another $1,000 in freight, maybe the load, the, the sale doesn't make sense now. So right. if it wasn't for this cheap freight, sometimes some of these orders wouldn't move. Uh, some people would say, leave it on the dock. You know, I get it. I get it on both sides of this quarter. Sure. I, I can see both sides of this. So which one's right or wrong? I, I don't know the answer to that. Right. Yeah, that's what I was definitely wondering, because, you know, of course, in the freight groups, we see a lot from our trucking company friends, a lot of owner of small fleet. Um, those guys are saying, you know, it's a brokers are the reason why they're bringing down the rates. And I can definitely, you know, agree with that on a lot of different um, sides there. But that's why I was wondering. I'm looking for. That's why, you know, I asked you to come on because I definitely know you have direct freight from shippers. That's why I wanted to ask, are the shippers asking you to lower the rates or is it just 
the brokers. And now the freight that you've been having since 2017 or the relationship with, is that was is that with your shipper contacts there? Yes, yes. See? Yeah, see, that's what I was yeah. wondering there. Yes, I mean, I, there's, I have a couple freight brokers who I feel like they are a shipper, they're a customer, they pay right. a premium price, uh, they'll hold a load for you, you know, you can pick it any day of the week. And uh, I try to keep them close. They work with other carriers also. They know the market. They of choose course. not to be at the bottom of the market. Got it. That's good. I would say this for some of the for some of the carriers to understand this dynamic. For some of these freight brokers, this freight broker went from having 10 or 15 loads a week down to six. So, you know, like it or not, this guy is trying to make the same dollars on six as he was on 15 because right. he's trying to feed his family still on six yeah and i can see that and you know i can definitely see that and i can relate especially coming from the brokerage side one thing that i had um i had matt silver the ceo of the company forager um oh, sure. tech yeah a freight brokerage company there tech company um and he was giving a story how he worked at coyote for you know 12 odd years before he branched off into the tech world there um, and he was saying when he was a carrier rep at a mega brokerage, his idea was just about his commissions, how much he can personally make, not of that of the carrier, you know, his vendors, his partners that he's using to move the freight. It wasn't until he left the brokerage side, went over to the carrier side, did he realize he is putting carriers, you know, small trucking family operated businesses right out of business with his mindset, with his cheap freight. And that I think is very important because brokers, Right now, as you just mentioned, last week or two months ago, they had 15 loads making X amount, you know, at the end of the week. Now with six loads, they're trying to make the same amount of money, and that is hurting, putting companies straight out of business. At least, you know, you're seeing, I'm sure, is your contacts. I'm definitely seeing it. Oh, um, absolutely. Right. I absolutely. just think it's, I just think it's insane. It is, and, and uh, you know, there's a couple ways to get around it, in my opinion, or, or, or to work through it. For a small carrier, I, I think, you know, my my push, it's always been the same story with me. It's, it's hey, you know, who's who's your customers in your backyard? There, who's closest to your house, your domicile? Right. Now, where do you park your trucks? What is the closest customer to where you park your equipment? And and uh, find a reason to get your foot in the door over there. I'm with is you that, right there. Yeah, you, you start on the phone and, and you may, you, you might not ask for the business on the phone, but you, you ask for a meeting. You ask for... Can I pull in the parking lot and let you see my truck? Can I bring donuts <laughs> to the shipping dock? Uh, For sure. Find a reason to get your foot in the door. Yeah. And now that being said, now primarily, are, do you have relationships with the shippers in your backyard, per se, in your town? Um, does your yeah. assets? There we go. Yeah. And so is your head haul, what's your head haul? Is that primarily with your shippers or is it yeah. with the brokers or half and half? Uh, no, it's majority shippers. It's. It's Good to deal. the point right now where my truck will sit waiting for a customer load. He, nice. It, it's Monday and we don't have a load till Wednesday and he's going to stay home till Wednesday because that's the only load that really financially makes sense to put on his truck. Got it. You know, I, I'm on load board all day for a dollar forty. I can't <laughs> run a I can't run a truck. Right you can't. I mean, the driver's basically paying the damn truck uh, just to keep it operational at dollar forty. Um, there's a lot of nonsense about that. I know uh, Cassandra Gaines uh, from the Gaines Law Group. She has the More Freight, More Problems page on LinkedIn. That's what she was talking about. She was calling off the brokers doing, you know, 60 cents a mile freight, a dollar a mile freight, calling them out because it's how, how can these brokers realistically, you know, expect these trucks to be um, operational or um, in compliance 
when they're paying um, less than what it costs to upgrade the truck. You know, it uh, sounds very risky to me, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and, and as a carrier, you've got to see what they're doing. You've got to see the other side. You've got to see that the load, today's Monday, the load doesn't pick till Thursday. So that broker may put it on a load board today at 90 cents. Does he really believe that's realistic? <laughs> no, not until you call and take it at 90 cents. Did he not really believe it was realistic? There but we he's, go. He's fishing. He's, he's feeling that out. I'm glad you said that. Fortune. Yeah, and unfortunately, someone takes it. That's the that's the downside. Someone does take. It. Yep, and you know, I, I'm very glad you mentioned that point because you see it all the time. You know, people screenshot in the group what is posted on, let's say, Truck Stop yes. or DAT or you know, a different low board. They would say, "What is this broker thinking? He's trying to get a dollar mile." Well, I know from my experience that broker he's doing what he's doing a couple things here. First thing is he's causing reactions, causing people to look at that you know that load, whether it's good or bad. Secondly, he's hoping that's a good load for somebody. It may not yeah. be good for you, but it could be good for somebody, and that's what's sad about it. But I always tell people, don't call on it. Let that thing sit because just like the Uber app, that price will start gradually going up the closer it gets to the pickup appointment time. Yeah, so I'm glad you mentioned that there. But the problem with that 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 theory, that model, is that's all bad for the truck, for the owner-operator, for the independent truck. That's all oh, bad. Oh, for sure. 100%. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And now I see Drone Elliott in the comments here. Um, and I know we are definitely going to bring that up. He is putting insurance is out of the roof now. Yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah. insurance was out of the roof late last year. And now, you know, the beginning of this year, renewals and all that jazz, it definitely did not help the situation with the owner-operator and the small fleet owner there. Sure. Did you sure, see a spike in your premiums as well? No, well, there, there. You know, it's the, the insurance policy is an annual policy. Good deal. You renew it, and, and you're kind of you, you're paying a a twelve month premium. So it's been the same since last year. Mine renews uh, six thirteen. So oh, I'll find deal. out soon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right now 13, they're paying yeah. almost fourteen thousand dollars per unit per truck trailer, including physical damage and cargo and. Uh, Got it. Auto liability, the whole bit, almost fourteen thousand dollars per per man. Got that's, it. That's over a thousand dollars a month. When we started this, uh, liability was sixty five hundred. Wow. So it's, wow. Uh, and, and this is a this is anybody in, in, in where your premiums are based on your demographic, your your location. I'm not a wizard. If somebody can correct me, but I know in New Orleans uh, they're higher than they are in say. Uh, Maybe Mobile, Alabama, or, or somewhere that's less densely populated. Got it. Okay. Okay. And I'm definitely sure it's like that because just for my standard vehicle, you know, in Arizona, it, it was about 150 more when I registered in Arizona from here in Illinois. And I'm like, what? Like, it's a high right. state. So, you know, you pay for that. And now all the rising costs, not just insurance, you're talking about rising costs of insurance while lowered um, cost of, let's say, rates or cheaper freight weight rates out in the industry so it definitely doesn't um it definitely doesn't help anybody and now heidi heidi is saying we're lucky enough to be able to afford to stay at home during these times and wait right. it out to the rates and loads go back up my heart goes out to the ones who financially can't and that's exactly right and i want to say something um you know i i've known heidi in the industry for a number of years you know i believe when i worked at a shipper um give or take about that and I know, I rem remember calling, you know, on loads with her, asking if she could take some freight. And she was very specific in the lane she took. I could be wrong, but I believe it was from like the East Coast or the West Coast and back. 
And at the time, that was extremely smart of, you know, picking and choosing where you want to go, get really strong in those areas um, and not straying away, especially during times like these, where uh, basically you're only going to survive if your operations are optimized and if you have these relationships with direct shippers giving you the same rates they have been since 2017. Because as you said, and as we all know in this industry, brokers aren't going to give you the money, at least not right now, at least until um, something changes drastically. They're not giving you anything. And with that said, I mean, my, my theory is, hey, man, if you are sitting home, if you had to park your truck because this freight is so cheap, this is a perfect opportunity to get on this telephone to, you know, call on people nearby yeah. who you can go see someone you can say, can I come see you? I'll be there in 30 minutes. I'll, I'll buy you lunch. I'll whatever. Exactly. Any, any reason to get your foot in the door. There we go. Exactly. And, and get your foot in the door and. uh you know, do a little research on them before you show up. Look up their website, LinkedIn, Facebook, Google them. Maybe you can find the right point of contact without before you call, so you can right. ask for the right person on the phone. You know, uh, calling for Craig. Right. I know Craig's the decision maker. Right. Not asking who. Hey, can I speak to the decision maker? Sounds a lot different than like, hey, can you please transfer me to Craig? You know, That's right. on the other lines. You know, transferring. <laughs> And now speaking of shippers, I want to ask you, because I know, you know, you're um, hustling freight, if you will, on your brokerage side, as well as for your trucks, for your asset trucks. So what are some good tips and tricks we can tell our, you know, owner of friends or other small fleet owners like you? What are some good questions to ask? What are some things that you would do when you're approaching these shippers in your own backyard? I would start with a scripted, with a scripted call. And the reason for this is to keep you from getting distracted. Yes, you know what you want to say, but sometimes they're going to start jamming you up with questions. So at least you can defer right back there to your scripted call. I would say uh, keep asking questions like you are taking an order. You know, what's the average weight? Uh, what day of the week does it ship? Uh, where is it going? There we go. Do I have to make an appointment? Is there a lumper? And you keep keep asking questions as if you are literally taking the order from them. There we go. And, and, and you're filling out a sheet. You're filling out this information. So when you do go back to them, you can say, oh, yeah, well, that ought to, that, oh, that's uh, CNS. They deliver, they receive during a day or that's AWG. It's an overnight receiver. Being knowledgeable about it. They know that you were paying attention, were listening, caring about their freight. There you go. There you go. I think that's the uh, build a find a reason to, to, to build a relationship in the sense of uh, do y'all's kids go to the same school? Do you hang out at the same park? Do you drink beer at the same watering hole? Whatever the reason there is. Uh, there we you go. And you can do that day. with shippers in your backyard, right? You can yes. definitely do that with yes, shippers in your backyard. Absolutely. This makes perfect sense. This is where you should be hauling out of. If you yeah. have a customer and, and you deliver to their, their either vendor, right? Or their customer. Sure. Ask them for the business. Hey, there I've been go. here 10 times. Where are we going from here? and you kind of start building your network through these existing relationships. And now let me ask you this. I hear some people, you know, back when I used to do training, listen to, you know, calls with freight agents, newer freight agents a lot. Some of them would, um, they will call and start asking, hey, how much do you move this load for? Would, would you do that when you call a shipper? Would you ask for the price or would you get to know them um, before talking about the rate, before introducing the price? 
it's so hard to say definitively one way or the other, right? Sometimes when you're on the phone, you, you feel like you're already in. You feel like they're – the first thing you're looking for is approval. Does this guy think I'm valid? So yeah, when you yeah. call with a referral, a reference, hey, Craig told me to call, somebody brings you, introduces you, you're, you're immediately uh, validated. I totally so agree. once you feel that you're validated, yes, ask for okay. the bid. But okay. until that point when you it's a brand new call, it's a cold call, you can hear that they're, they're not so sure. Is this really, yeah. are, are you really the right guy for me? Yeah, hey, look, yeah. can I come by? Let me, let me park the truck in, in front of the building. You know, let me come by with the truck. Sure. Uh, I, I, this happened just the other day. We were stuck here. We didn't have a load. It's a uh, it's a line of business that I really don't prefer. It's nursery style. Okay. I really don't love that on a reefer. I feel like there's there's other ways. There's other things that we should be doing. However, sure. we didn't have any work. So I, I snapshot a picture of from from my website a picture of the driver and standing in front of the truck <laughs> in the email to the prospective customer saying. And this is the guy PS now. We're like safe like That's awesome. this is the guy who's showing up. And then when he did show up, I sent her another message saying, Hey, go out there and check yeah, out. Yeah, the there truck. we go. Well, she <laughs> it? Probably not. You know, she'll probably never go out there and look at the truck. She don't yeah. care. But it's it's like you're tying this thing together, you know. You're, that you're, makes you're, sense. you're showing yeah. you're a small little that business. And you're trying to you're just trying yeah, to I used to do that a lot, you know, back in the day, the my first, you know, uh getting my feet wet, if you will, on the carry side was with sprinters and straight trucks. And in Chicago, that's how you had to get these brokers, you know, about eight years ago. That you know, you call them first thing they ask, how does your equipment look like? So instead of telling them how would it look like, we're gonna show them. But Kyle Graves here, very trusted member of the freight industry, he's saying now is a time to get more freight and to find shippers. Revamp your sales process. Stop relying on brokers or find brokers you trust and build relationships. Bingo. Absolutely. That's what you and I always talk about. You know, that's what you always say. Um, we say there. And Heidi, she responded back saying the problem I have run into personally is the shippers I actually have had the opportunity to speak with and try to quote is I keep hearing one of two things. You're too small for us. Or the biggest one is a broker is getting us this price, an example, a twenty mile. What can you do for us? How do you even combat that? And now and I do that. hear a lot. Yeah, I want you to answer that. Heidi, they're not all the best customers. They're not all the one for you, right? So that, that big customer who's telling you, right, you don't have enough trucks, I get it. And maybe that's not your customer today because maybe you don't. But there's there someone else in the area who you could service who will appreciate dealing with a small carrier one-on-one -on -one relationship because trust like me that. there are a lot of them out there who would prefer a one-on-one -on -one relationship with you one single point of contact than to call on a brokerage and deal with someone different each time there we go uh, so, and then the answer to the price right now with the price part Unfortunately, you might have to do one or two at the lower price right now. However, you're going to do it off the load board anyway. Yeah. So if you're going to end up with this cheap load on your truck either way, I would rather take it from the customer and build the relationship because this the price will change. You know, right. it's not you're not married to that price forever. That's show true. Them your, show them your service side. Maybe second, third trip around. Maybe you can ask for a quarter. You know, hey, can we go up 25 cents? Yeah, I, I do car. like that. Yeah, I, I definitely like that tip because um, you're exactly right. And I know from, you know, my personal experience, sometimes I get too far ahead of me. They give me a price I don't like. I can catch myself saying, nope, click, without nope. thinking ahead exactly what you're saying where I'm not married to that price. 
take it, show them I am good, show them I the best. And then once they realize that themselves, I up my price and they only have one choice and that's to continue to use it, you know, within reason, sure. of course there. Uh, Marty's saying the drivers and assets are a direct effect are a direct effect on the rates. If you're dealing with a good broker or logistics guy or girl, they move with the market. I can definitely see that a lot. You know, when you were saying um, a lot of your prices are consistent with your shippers, whereas with your brokers, um, not so much. And so I could see it depending on the brokerage, depending on the broker, um, you know, how, how that works there. And now we got another one. Who should smaller outfits target as far as ship? Who should smaller outfits target as far as shippers go? Um, and I know he has brokerage and carrier experience um, in the industry. Oh, yeah. And I'll start first. You know, I always say, as you say, start in your backyard. You know, here yeah. in my little village now that I live in, you know, yes. Champagne. Here we have like Vista Outdoors that used to be called BRG Sports before that Bell Sports. They have like a million square foot facility. That's a good place to start. Um, there's a few on like AFSI, they're like filtration systems. And I'm saying all this because when I used to move loads, that's who I went after um, all the people in my backyard, you know, manufactured warehousing places. What do you say? And, and look at what you just said. I mean, there, there you go. You, you're doing the research. You already know the research on these customers, right? Because you've right. been up the road from them for 25 years. So you, hey, I remember when you were Bell. I remember when you were Bell, you know? <laughs> exactly. You remember us? Yeah, I remember you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, and and plus, you know, decision makers, they like bragging about themselves. So you talk about, sure. you know, that's why I, really, I read those press releases on Google about new companies before I go in there. Because usually you have director of whatever given some quote and I go in there and I just ruffle his feathers, you know, congratulating him on that. That's it. <laughs> yeah, He's got to let you in, right? Exactly. You, you do that, they have to let you in the door after that. That's yeah. what I'm saying. At least that's what I always think, you know, um, when I go in there. And now... We talked a lot about your trucking side. I want to dabble into a little bit um, with your brokerage. How is that working right now during these challenging times? Now, if you put on your brokerage hat, how's loads going for you? How's the rates? How are drivers treating you? Tell me about it. Uh, volume's way off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, volume's way off. I'm down to six loads a week, as oh. I told you earlier. Oh, <laughs> you that know? was a true example. Got it. Okay. Right. I mean, that's a, that's just a really good example because that's what yeah. happens during these times. Right. Um, you know, oddly, I'm having some some customers have more freight, Got but it. unfortunately, it's the customer, it's the broker who's making a deal. When I say broker, I mean uh, commodities broker or, or protein broker or produce broker. Okay. Makes sense. Um, Glad you said that. And, and so for him, this difference in price may be what it takes to make this deal for him. Yep. So is that a bad thing? I mean, yes, it's a cheap rate. However, it's some kind of volume. So right. do, you, do you not take it? Well, you take it. You take it and you run it. And uh, I've covered, you know, like any other broker, I've covered loads. I put a, I try to put a semi-fair price on it or, or what I think is realistic. And yeah. Uh, it usually covers just because I actually put a price on it. Oh, I, I see. Good deal. When I post, if you ever see my post, 99% of the time it has a price next to it. I like I try that. to be a realistic price. You know, you know I, I like that. And I think, I a lot think of everyone like should. It should. It should be mandatory. But, uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I think we're pretty far from it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And now what load boards do you use? Are you a DAT? Are you a truck stop? Are you both? Are you both. neither? What is it? Both on both sides. Oh, both, good deal. Uh, good as, deal. A, as a broker and a carrier. 
Okay, okay, good deal. Yeah, you know, I know some people are there Coke or Pepsi or both. <laughs> and that's why and I always ask which ones. I don't I don't discriminate. I'll take I'll take free off either one. I'll take you know, I don't discriminate on customers. Uh you call me at two in the morning, I don't care. You offer me a load, great. DQL awesome. calls me, somebody fell out and they call me at midnight, call me, please call me. There we go. Call me anytime. I like that. And now you being on both sides of the fence here, you know, I want to go back and forth. Um, and you being a, a customer of truck stop, I gotta ask, have you ever used or shipper mate? And if so, have you ever had success from it? So I haven't used it. I just it's it's a brand new product. I just recently uh, saw the promotional email that went around. I watched the video, I called and talked to the lady about it. This is a this is if it is what they say it is, right? If it works the way that Truck Stop is promoting it, this I'll is find what a way. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of small carriers are looking for. This is the uh, this is one item that will help you find your customer, direct customer database. They they claim it's two and a half million direct customers in a database. Uh, you go in there, you put the location, you put the commodity, or you put the mode, and uh, to give you a list. And uh, so I called the lady earlier today before this, talked to her about it, asked her some questions. She stated that uh, Truck Stop will factor these shippers, and, and that's a problem you have as a small carrier when you first get a direct customer. What do you do? You now you have to wait thirty days right. where you've been factoring freight and getting paid in three. So how do you handle that? That's so true. there's a built-in solution here where Truck Stop will factor these shippers. Oh, good this deal! This is huge. Yeah, yeah, this is huge. Especially for the when you talk about the shippers, because you say thirty days. I know a lot of shippers that are about forty-five or sixty. Days. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so those are yeah, ones I'm thinking about. Yeah. So I think I think this is a plus for the carrier community. You know, I, I'm I'm reading some notes. The lady I spoke to is Molly. She said it, it'll be next month before it comes online. There's a promotional oh, price of 85. They're going to charge a hundred bucks. Okay. Uh, something I like, there, there's multiple users on one account. Nice. And what this means is as a carrier on truck, on truck stop, I think you can have two users on a single account and then there's an extra fee for the third user. Got it. It, it may be the husband and the wife or the two separate users. Right. So right. And we're, we're, we might only be booking one truck. So with this, it's multiple users Good deal. Uh, without an additional fee. Good deal. And uh, I think the biggest part for me was just the fact that they would factor these shippers. Yeah, this I'm is, with uh, you. Perfect. Yeah, I'm with you, especially, you know, if you land that account, you know, if you call the shipper, you find something good, you can just factor it, you know, as you said, you get paid now. You were saying 30. Uh, that's quick because I know a lot of shippers are... Um, you know, 60 days or longer. No idea why. I would like to think there's a good reason behind it, but probably not. <laughs> no, <laughs> that I've never seen pay. one. They're waiting until they get paid to pay you. <laughs> that, that'd be the only answer. You know, I know. It, for... uh, the guy who actually moves the load is always the last paid. It blows my mind how one Absolutely. of the, the only industries how that works. You know, it's um, no idea why. So shipper mate. Yeah, that's awesome. Two and a half million shippers nationwide. And I'm going to assume, you know, when I worked at the shipper, um, you know, we use truckstop.com. I know a lot of people believe that there's no shippers on there, but, the, you know, there actually are. Of course, we're not going to say, hey, look, I'm a shipper, especially in the freight groups. We're not going to post their shipper, uh, but they're definitely, you know, lurking around, um, you know, with it. So I, I can't wait to see it next month. And Craig, with that said, I, I've noticed this. Sometimes you'll get a shipper on the load board. And the reason they don't stay on there is because the way they're being treated, you know carriers are calling in 
Yep. Talking to them kind of rudely. So they end up putting a intermediary in the middle of it. Anyway, there we go. There we even go. Even though they're trying to avoid it. Exactly. I, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's exactly right. Especially a lot of these uh, shippers, you know, warehouses, they're smaller outfits. Even if they're not small in size, maybe it's only one or two guys, you know, running this show behind it. So they get a truck stop. A lot of people think you get truck stop, you post it, boom, you get trucks. That's not how it works on the shipper side. There's a lot of steps to make sure the truck's good, you know, everything's compliant. Um, half of them don't even know what's a fair rate, so they're worrying about that. And if they start getting a lot of truck drivers calling them, venting, giving their opinion about it, as you said, a lot of them say, forget this, I'm using TQL, I'm gonna use CH Robinson because I talked to one guy, he figures it out, done with it. Yes. Yeah, the price is set. It's convenient. So you, you as a small carrier, have to make it convenient to work with these shippers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's exactly right. Convenient because it has to be your service has to be easy for them. Whether you're broker, agent, even a dispatcher or a truck truck driver, trucking company, your service has to be convenient for them, or they would just continue using who they use because everybody uses somebody unless they just started up yesterday. And they're going to start shipping right tomorrow. <laughs> that's uh, I, I, I found myself in the past letting things happen and not addressing to the customer just so they're not aware of it. If I can handle it and just put it to bed without them being involved, generally right. that's better for me. And sometimes, sometimes they admit it, you know, on the uh, the Christmas card, they know how hard you work, but sometimes they just <laughs> don't even realize how many fires you put out for them during the day. That's it. Just that's it. Now, Heidi has a great question. I think it's for you because I think you can relate to it. She's saying, I've been running our small two truck company for five years. I pondered getting my brokerage license as well. As someone who has taken that path to have trucks and a brokerage too, would you suggest me doing some kind of brokerage training first? Is it really necessary or is my owner op experience sufficient enough to hit the ground running? Now I'm going to ask you that. Hey, Heidi, I remember when I first started this and I, and I went and took a class in Dallas, a week class, it cost me almost 5,000 total to, to go out there and stay and take the class and come home and fly and everything. <laughs> uh, I got home, I, I landed a customer. I'm, I'm, uh, they're giving me freight. And uh, it's the day before the load and the customer calls me and she's upset and she says, why haven't you scheduled an appointment? I said, well, how can I schedule an appointment? I don't even have a truck yet. I was, I had already been to the class, had come home, had got the brokerage and was unaware that oh. as a broker, I need to schedule this pickup and delivery appointment a week out, two weeks out you didn't before know I even get to the truck. Yeah. So yes, I would definitely say some training will help you. Uh, you'll skip a lot of steps and, and a lot of heartache uh, that I can tell you I, I went through. It just bumping my head on things I just wasn't aware of as a small yeah. carrier. I didn't know that that was part of the deal as a as a broker. Now I could see that. And now uh, you know my experience. You know from doing because you know back in the day I used to do trainings. You know I kind of dog on some training programs, but it's because I used to do training. Been in the industry for a while. Been on all sides of it. Uh, my first advice is never spend any you know, that type of money on any type of training, especially from a person, because right now there's really no actual credited um, place teaching how to become a freight broker, freight agent, especially sure. a brokerage operator. That's true. I started in the industry by, um, a recruiter got me into it, but I started as a track and tracer at a freight brokerage. They're now called Redwood Logistics. That when they started off, they were smaller called Transportation Solutions Group. I worked there, you know, in the track and trace site. I was a guy who would call drivers, 
15 times a day asking them where they're at. But that's how I got my start in the industry. It cost me zero. In fact, I got paid $36,000 to be taught how to work at a brokerage. And I used that experience from that job, moved on to another job where they paid me 45 grand to find carriers for their loads. And that's how I learned this industry. And from there, I kept going. So my advice to you, Heidi, is exactly what Corey said. Definitely have training. Um, the good news is now being 2020, there's a lot of people on YouTube teaching it, a lot more resources, tips and tricks, um, you know, stuff like that on Google. You have to watch out who you go through. Some websites are just made and designed to sell you something. But some people like my friend Shaggy and other people in the industry, they do genuinely teach you how to do it. But that being said, if you take classes like that, don't expect to run and operate a brokerage um, the day after you graduate, as Corey just mentioned, because it does take you know, some time, some experience. But if you're an owner operator, I always say the best brokers typically have carrier experience or trucking experience. Absolutely. Um, that's Absolutely. why Corey can give great tips because he's on both sides, trucking and the brokerage. His end goal is shippers. <laughs> Want you agree there, Corey? Good. No, absolutely. You, you just, you see things differently. You, you definitely you, you see it differently. Yeah, there we go. And that and that's exactly right. Especially if you're just only a broker, you don't understand. You could say you understand, you know, you could say you understand how truckers are and drivers are and their challenges, but you really don't. Same thing on the trucking company. You know, you could say a truck driver, they definitely don't understand the challenges of a broker. I'm not saying they're alike, but I'm saying brokers definitely have challenges themselves especially financially as you're experiencing on your brokerage side, as you mentioned, Corey. Sure, I am. It, yeah. it, it's always been this this ebb and flow between one and the other. Right. You know, generally one's up and one's down. It's generally there we go. Yeah. The only brokers that are making money that I know of, and I talked to a lot of brokers throughout the week, are those bigger guys. And they're not even really making money right now. They just have way more money in savings than you or I or Corey or everybody else put together. That's why these smaller brokerages are going out of business. And sadly, a lot of these, you know, owner ops, smaller fleets are going out of business, um, you know, with this um, this pandemic stuff here. And that's why I definitely want to prepare with shippers. That's why, Corey, I appreciate you coming on here to talk about Absolutely. shippers in your backyard, how to get them, tips and tricks to ask, all that jazz there. And, and definitely. And I think some of the things for the small carrier right now, you, you, you we um, you can park your truck. I talked to my insurance agent today. He says you can park your truck. You can turn off your insurance for a period of time right now. If you are, in fact, going to go home for three or four weeks Got it. And, and re kind of start over and, sure. and plan this thing out a little differently, you can turn it off and turn it back on without the canceled lease. Got without it. Without turning into play. Got this it. Is this, it this is huge. This might be the difference of, uh, you know, a thousand dollars or fifteen hundred dollars a month. Yeah, and that operator. makes a difference, especially if you're sitting. I always say, if you can't make more money, you have to figure out a way to save more money. And yes. that, the only way to do that is cutting costs. So definitely appreciate that tips. And now, Corey, where can we find you online? Where can people learn more about Bunker Hill Trucking? Where can brokers wow. find you and shippers find you? I'm still hunting some great owner-operators based oh, in the deal. Southeast. Good uh, deal. BunkerHillTrucking.com. Please put in a quick one-page application on there. Nice. Looking for guys who own their own truck. We'll provide the trailer. We'll do a lease purchase on the trailer. Uh, generally, they're less than two years, uh, 300 a week. Love to have you. Looking for the best and the brightest. I, I, I'm not looking for just anyone. I'm looking for, for particular deals that I think are going to work sure. long term. Sure. Beneficial on both sides. So you're looking for owner-operators. That is awesome. So if you guys... 
Um, if you're interested, contact Corey at BunkerHillTrucking.com. And you said there's an application on your website. Is that right? Yes, there. There's an application. There's an MVR release form. I'm trying to push it all to the website. So that way it's a one-stop shopping. You can go on there and completely do a uh, activate a truck, activate a truck or, or add, nice. a, add a man, add a person. Nice. And I know you have a Facebook page. So everybody go like Bunker Hill Trucking on Facebook. Please, the logo is right there too. So I've been awesome. a little slow on it lately, but Bunker Hill Trucking uh, on Facebook, Bunker awesome. Hill, Bunker Hill Trucking, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever, all of them. Awesome. Awesome. I definitely appreciate Corey and I'll catch you on the next Talk Freight or the next Make More Money Monday episode. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I see you later. It. All right, brother. Bye-bye. All right. That was awesome. It was definitely great having Corey from Bunker Hill Trucking um, come on and talk about his experience. You know, that's why I said I like bringing Corey on here because he's not just on the trucking side. He's not just on the broker side. As it turns out, he's on both you know, a, a trucking company first with the brokerage. And so it's easy to get a real, you know, opinion, um, solid advice from somebody who's first, an honest trucker first or an honest trucking company operator first and then the brokerage. But you heard it from him. Uh, I know a few months ago, his agency was doing, you know, pretty good, pretty fantastic, especially being newer out in the space. And as he's saying now, going from, you know, a certain amount of loads, I think he said 15 loads a few weeks ago to down to six. So carriers and trucking companies aren't the only ones suffering. Definitely brokers are too. But I definitely understand trucking companies take the larger hit because their bills and expensive expenses are just a hundred times that of most brokerages. And like I said, the only brokers that are or brokerages that are successful right now, I suppose, if you can even use that word successful, are those megas. It's not any of us in these freight in these freight uh, Facebook groups. There, almost got tongue twisted there. Um, it's just all of us, you know, we're just regular people, just like everybody else. I no longer broker day to day. Thank gosh, because I can't even imagine the struggles and the challenges it will be. Um, like I said, nothing compared to a truck driver or carrier, um, during this pandemic. So anyways, that was Corey. If you guys have not, please go to the Facebook group, freight broker, then truck drivers, click join, uh, to kind of grow the group. We're almost at 20,000. I think we just hit, I'd say we're almost at 20,000, but we just hit 19,000 members. Uh, so I guess the next number is 20,000. So we're almost there, <laughs> but yeah, it, you know, get in there, invite your friends, uh, tell your truck driving friends there, um, have a ton of truck drivers lately. It is good. You know, when I started the group, it was mainly freight brokers, a lot of shippers, but they stayed hidden, but a lot of freight brokers, freight agents in the beginning. Now we definitely have a lot of truck drivers. You know, they're obviously the majority in the group at this point. Um, great place. So yeah, definitely go to freight brokers and truck drivers on Facebook. Uh, find it just by searching that freight brokers and truck drivers. Also, don't forget about my podcast, Talk Freight. I think this week, like Apple Podcasts is like through the roof. I think all of y'all, the majority of you guys have iPhones because it's through the roof. Another thing I want to say, I have like 5% listen engagement out of France. I want to know who's in France watching or listening because I thought that was pretty cool. Anyways, that's all I got for this Make More Money Monday sponsored by truckstop.com episode. Until next time, remember to say no to cheap freight, remain professional, and let's make more money in 2020. I'll see you guys later.